0: You know, even if we're buying a property, even if we're making really good money, if you can't sleep at night, I think, um, I think, I think there's no point to it at the end of the day.
1: <laughs> this is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Taran Shum and in this special episode of Invest Like a Pro presented by Housefinder, We're speaking with buyers agent Simon Liu. We delve into the topic of buying opportunities during uncertain times and how to make the most out of them, the difficulties of finding properties interstate, how it can be a win-win situation for a buyer and seller and much much more. We dive right in and discuss the current state of the property market, especially during these uncertain times.
0: It is very interesting times at the moment. Uh, You know, especially, I mean, not not even obviously with regards to the property market, but you know, with the share market, everything, you know, financially across the globe is is taking a a bit of a beating, more or less. Um, From a, a a story perspective, look, I mean, I. I'm exposed to a lot of buyers. I'm exposed to a lot of sellers in my profession, um, and things have definitely had a significant shift on the ground. Um, you know, the type of sellers that need that are selling at the moment are, are more or less people that are, are secluded into two groups. You know, the first group are you know they don't really need to sell; they're still hanging on to their uh, I guess their their ideal price, which is fine. You know, more power to them. Um, and then the other group are are people that are are, are distressed and they and, and even now more than ever they're um they're looking at ways to 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 exit the property, you know, which you know one of the main main driving factors is the price. And I guess the story that I have is look, I mean from, from my perspective as a buyers agent, you know, a lot of my buyers I've been actively telling them, you know, now is actually not a great time to buy. And the people that I'm telling those kinds of that kind of information to are are clients that may may be not 100% financially secure. You know, they may not have a good cash buffer in place. You know, they might be in 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 employment situations where it's a little bit shaky. And I'm telling them, you know what? Let's just hold off for six months or however long it might be. Reassess. Make sure you're financially secure, and then we can sort of look at progressing then. The other fifty percent of the buyers that I've had, and, and this includes, you know, people that are that are that are, um, you know, I, I would say new buyers, are opportunists. You know, I, you know, I wouldn't say, I would, I don't want to use the term taking advantage, but it's it's more about just being active at the moment when there are there are definitely sellers out there who are looking to sell a property, maybe even irrespective of the price. So you' you you know if you're financially viable, if you have you know a, a good cash buffer if you' if your employment isn't at risk, it is definitely a, a pretty good time to be on the ground um, uh, at least with your eyes open. you know don't you don't need to have, feel any pressure to move quickly.
1: Even in the midst of a time where we really don't know what is going to happen even from day to day, you still need to be ready to jump at any opportunity that may arise.
0: Don't worry about oh I need to buy something in the next two to three months in line with my own personal goals or in line even with pre approvals. But if the right deal comes along and the right deal right situation comes along, I think being prepared and being able to act on that at the moment will um, will will reach uh, sorry, will reap rewards in the in the long term. So yeah, one of the stories that I've got, you know, is is actually a a, a client of mine. Um, you know, they've already bought a couple of properties from me in in literally the past six months, um, and this particular buyer is 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 an expat. So they um, they were based in the Australian citizenship and all that kind of stuff, but they, they actually work and live in Hong Kong. So they're taking advantage of the Australian dollar to to um, to to you know maybe sort of pick up more properties just for, for, from their perspective. So they're still they're still quite active. And I came across this property that I was actually negotiating on before the whole um, you know this whole pandemic started. And back then they they were looking for a price of around about three hundred thousand dollars. Now to give you just some a, a bit of color on on the type of property we're talking about. It's a three-bedroom brick house um, in Brisbane on 628 square metres block of land. Um, it's about 28 kilometres from the Brisbane CBD. Uh, walk to station, shops, you know, schools, parks, transport, all that type of stuff. Um, it's under-rented at the moment at 305 a week for to, to tenants. That's $305 a week. And that's to tenants that have been there since 2011. So they've been there for a very, very long time. The uh the landlord hasn't increased the rent during this time, obviously because they've just been good, good, you know, good renters. They've been paying the rent on time and they're they're not too fussy or anything like that. So obviously these these renters are intended to stay. Now, before the pandemic, they were they were after about three hundred thousand dollars. Literally overnight overnight, the agent called me up and said, Look, Simon, these sellers, they really, really need to sell. Um, the banks are foreclosing on them. Um, and if they're foreclosing on them, they're going to be in a worse off situation financially than if they had to let go of this property at the moment. So, you know, after a bit of negotiating, we ended up picking up the property for uh, $226,500.
1: We find out about why they felt the time was right when they bought it and how it all came together.
0: They just didn't want to mess around any longer. Like, look, I mean, I'll, I'll be completely up, transparent up front. The house isn't 100% perfect. Structurally, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with the bones, but it probably, I mean, it's been it's been tenanted for most of its life, so it's just got a lot of wear and tear, and probably needs about ten to fifteen thousand dollars worth of cosmetic work. Um, when we did the quotes on it and and had some tradies through, um, so it was visually unappealing, which in this current in this current time is even harder to try and sell a property. You know, the, the, the properties that are selling at the moment are, are properties that are quite polished. You know, people are looking at it from a very risk uh, uh, adverse perspective. So, you know, the one thing going for this property was the fact that it was already tenanted. So in many ways it was, it was, there was some level of security there and, um, and the seller knew that it was going to be hard to sell this house to an emotional buyer because of the, the cosmetic work that it needed. So, you know, we went in, we we started negotiating. The agent actually just came out and said, "Look, if you can get me a two hundred and forty-five thousand dollar offer, we can probably get this deal done." And then, even even at that point, I was like, "Wow, you know, a sixty thousand drop overnight, you know, on a on a two, on a three hundred thousand dollar purchase—that's like twenty twenty percent, you know, or thereabouts." So, you know, I, I had a chat to a couple of buyers and this particular buyer that I had, um, you know, was, was quite keen to explore the option. Um, but, you know, after a bit of negotiating and, and looking at some of the work that needed to be done on the property, we ended up with that particular figure, which was $226,500, um, which I know is a fairly is, – is an extremely – uh, I would say it's a it's a it's a good deal um to say the least um with with one with one particular statistic that, that kind of outlines why is it, why it's a good deal and that is the, uh, the the unimproved council land value which came in at 225 so this is the land value that council deems the value of the property to be the retail land value is probably worth quite a lot more so essentially, you're buying it below land value, and you're getting a free house that's already rented. You know that. You know, you in, in, it does need a little bit of work, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it's definitely uh, a a long term moneymaker if that makes sense. Um, so you know, for this particular, like I'm seeing a lot of these kinds of situations at the moment where, you know, you've got you've got sellers who are kind of just sitting on their hands, like I said before, and they're not really moving on price despite everything that's happening at the moment.
1: We delve into how this global pandemic has affected the repayment mortgages and homeowners looking to sell their property.
0: You've got banks that are deferring um, uh, mortgage repayments for 6 months. So even if some of these sellers are uh, you know maybe unemployed or, or financially taking a bit of a hit personally, they can simply defer those mortgage repayments and they're not they're not in a position where they are forced to sell a house. But then you do have, uh, unfortunately, situations where, you know, sellers are are desperate to sell. You know, they're in they're in financial situations where even if they do defer mortgage repayments, they're not, you know, they might be struggling elsewhere in life. You know, whether it's a business or whether it's other investments, sh- their share portfolios perhaps, um, and they're they're just willing to let go of properties or, or assets, that, uh that that, and they're not too 100% concerned about price and you know, at the end of the day, there's just not very many buys out there. Like from from what I'm seeing on the ground, the mum and dad investors have completely dispersed. You know, the, the people that are, have replaced the mom and dad investors, however, are, you know, quote unquote, professional investors who are looking, looking for deals. So, you know, if you have a situation where you've got a seller where they're genuinely desperate to sell and they're not concerned about price, but then you've got buyers that are also thinking you know what it is a very risky situation at the moment globally I do want to invest in property but I only want to invest if the right deal comes along and if you marry the two together it, 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 it can be a win-win situation for both parties so that's what I'm seeing quite a lot of on the ground I think it's very very important to ensure that the fundamentals are also there so you know a lot of people talk about um the uh, the 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 demand for property, you know, will, will property go down in value? I actually think properties will go down in value over the next, you know, 12 to 24 months, but I can only see it happening significantly at the very top end of the market. You know, so multimillion dollar houses, thousand dollar a week rentals, like those are the kinds of properties where people simply can't afford anymore, you know regardless of what, what situation you're in but the more sort of affordable housing side of things, you know, there will always be a necessity for, for a roof over people's heads um, and I think this is where the market is more or less, you know, insulated to some degree.
1: We discussed what the main goals were for loose clients and whether they had a specific amount in mind for the properties they wanted to invest in.
0: Look, for these particular guys, they're they're, they're quite astute investors globally. Um, they've uh, they've they've done extremely well, uh, uh, you know, in their in their line of work, um, and they've invested heavily in markets like the U.S. and you know in parts of Europe and 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 Asia as well from a property perspective. So so they knew what they were looking for, and these guys were definitely looking for properties where, um, you know, it was it was it's a very unemotional purchase for them. It was more about okay, you know. What can I? What what kind of value is there with this particular property? You know immediately. You know if I'm buying, if they're buying a property that's, you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars below what it's worth, then potentially they can use that equity to help them buy the next one. And similarly with cash flow as well. These guys have a, a large portfolio, so they need that kind of steady rent from day one, which you know three hundred and five dollars per week. On a two hundred and twenty-six thousand dollar purchase, you know you're looking at around about six and a half percent rental yield, which obviously fulfills that purpose quite well. Um, you know they're not too concerned about the little cosmetic stuff. They've sort of been through the trap trick, the, the I wouldn't say the trap, but I guess the, um, the 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 renovation situations with a lot of their properties. So they know, you know what what is structural and what is just cosmetic. At the end of the day. Um, and i think for them they're just looking for good deals like most of the investors out there at the moment are simply looking for good deals you know they're not really too concerned like i wouldn't say they're not too concerned but i would say that the um you know the fundamentals for growth is 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 not is not as important as the actual value of the deal itself so what do i say when i what do i mean when i say that is you know instead of thinking how much a property a pro- a property can grow in value, you know, how much are we buying it for below that value? I think that's what a lot of investors are looking at and this is what this particular client was looking at as well.
1: Coming up after the break, we hear Simon Lou's advice on investing interstate during these times.
0: I think it's really important just to have that kind of Uh, you know, unbiased and in some levels trusted third party or whatever market you're buying in whether it's Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne or wherever.
1: How there is always going to be some element of risk no matter when you are investing in property.
0: I don't think there is any um, time whether with whatever you're investing whether it's good times or bad times that there is such a thing called risk-free.
1: And that's next. I'm Taran Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Have you been looking for months and getting frustrated that each property you've seen since be a lemon? Or are you after distress, off-market, high cash flow properties in high growth areas, capital city locations? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you are not alone. For being a loyal listener of the podcast, Simon Liu is offering a free one-hour strategy session normally valued at $500 to help put together an actionable property plan. To get your free strategy session, simply visit housefinder.com.au and fill out the contact form or call Simon directly on 0415 626 342 and quote, property invest story. The property market continues to ebb and flow during this pandemic and it might continue on this up and down path for the foreseeable future.
0: I mean, I speak to... Dozens of age selling agents on a daily basis, and it's very interesting because before Easter, when the government was announcing all the bans on, you know, going to open houses, and you know, you can only do virtual inspi- inspections, and you know, they were banning auctions, and you know, people weren't too familiar with the whole sort of online auction process. There was a lot of fear in the air immediately. There was a lot of apprehension about the property market as a whole. And things went, went actually quiet, according to these selling agents. You know, there was extremely low inquiries um, on, on any property in the market. Now, after during Easter Easter weekends, from speaking to literally dozens of agents saying the same thing, the inquiries suddenly picked up significantly over the Easter weekend. Now, it could have been a, a mixture of, you know, people who were in lockdown and, and, and they had a four-day break essentially from working from home So they, you know, maybe they didn't have many things to do around the house. Maybe they were just on realestate.com.au looking at properties and things like that. But I have noted that in literally the past week, the markets that I'm looking, I look at, you know, predominantly in in affordable housing markets, the inquiries and even the amount of offers and, and properties that are going under contract have picked up. Now, I'm not suggesting that it's going to continue that way. But it's interesting, just during a, a a situation or a pandemic that we're experiencing right now, it's so sensitive to, you know, government announcements and you know new policies that are coming out, restrictions and things that are happening, you know, even case numbers. You know, the fact that as we speak now, case numbers in Austra- Australia have reduced significantly. I think all of these issues play a really big part and immediately has trigger effects on the market itself. Um, so, yeah, definitely very interesting times. You know, the amount of listings coming online is extremely slow as well. So, as I said, you know, people aren't, aren't putting their properties on, on the market unless they really have to. You know, and the people that are putting their properties on the market are, are, are you know, I mean, you know, they, they don't have their head in the sand. They know what's going on. So, you know, again, there might be some good opportunities to be had for sure.
1: Having professional help on your side, they can inspect the property for you and find you the best deals could not be more important at a time like this.
0: Whether you're buying in your your backyard or whether you're buying interstate, you definitely need someone to inspect it, you know, a a trusted third party. You know, like buying a property completely sight unseen is not something I would ever recommend Um, and it's, I mean, the way that they doctor images and real estate listing uh, real estate listing images at the moment is is just is, is so is so far from the reality of of what the house can can sometimes look like you know you're you're really taking a massive leap of faith if you're buying completely sight unseen so you know some of the things we do like virtual tours and you know we get like complete third parties unbiased third parties to just take pictures of every little defect that they see on the property you know, so you just get a really a more clearer picture and, and not just relying on what the agent's telling you or the selling agent's telling you. So, I mean, even if you're buying your backyard, that's fine because you can still do inspections, you know, one-on-one inspections and all that type of stuff. But if you are buying interstate, I would, you know, yeah, I mean, definitely need someone to uh, to, to inspect these properties for you.
1: We find out about how he is able to access interstate properties and whether he can get a team on the ground to work on these properties.
0: Getting access to the deals is still ongoing. I mean at the end of the day, we've got a bunch of selling agents out there that are still needing to eat um, and they still need to do business. So they're still trying to sell properties and again, you know, sellers are still trying to sell properties even though it's not, you know, the buoyant market that we had prior to the pandemic. from a, a, a on-the-ground perspective, how I do my inspections, I, have, I actually have an office in Brisbane and a team that work with me. So, you know, how it normally works is I, you know, obtain the deals, I analyse the deals, I go through the whole, you know, figuring out, looking at comparables, working out whether it's a good deal or not, does the cash flow make sense, all the fundamentals, all that kind of stuff. And if all that stacks up, then I just simply, you know, call one of my guys to go out and inspect it. Take hundred pictures, you know, do a video, make sure there's nothing weird or nothing nothing negative visually about that property. And if all that kind of stacks up, then, you know, we you know, if 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 one of my buyers decides to buy it, then we go through the building and pest process and obviously ensure that, you know, that there isn't really any sort of structural issues or anything like that as well. So I guess at the end of it it is quite, you know, you do have a very thorough understanding of the physical condition of the house. Um, it's not just a hit and miss. Type thing. It's you know the people that are, are on the ground doing these inspections. They've seen thousands and thousands of properties, so they know immediately. Oh, you know that's a trip hazard, or you know you're going to need to replace replace three palings on the left left hand fence, or you know these neighbors are, are, are a little bit uh, a little bit messy, or they you know the road the main road it might be a little bit you know the the road might be a little bit too busy or whatever it might be. You know they they they, they could kind of provide me with that kind of feedback. So. You know, whether you're using it, doing it yourself or engaging a, a buyer's agent, it's I think it's really important just to have that kind of uh, you know unbiased in, in, and in some levels trusted third party or whatever market you're buying in, whether it's Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne or wherever. Uh, so so yeah, I think that's uh, having that team on the ground is super important.
1: The risk might be a bit higher in these times because of the limitations that have been set on us. Yet there is always going to be some sort of risk when purchasing property.
0: You know, don't get me wrong, you know, even though we buy, we talk about buying below market value, we're talking about buying distressed, we talk about buying good deals. I don't think there is any, um, time whether with whatever you're investing, whether it's good times or bad times that there is such a thing called risk free. Um, I think the risk element will always be there. And I think it's in every investor's duty to minimize that risk as much as possible. Um, you know, just based on the deal itself, based on you know analyzing the numbers, what's it worth? What 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 the what the property? If we we're talking about property, then you know where it is, what it is, and that type of stuff. Um, I I think at the moment, like, I mean, it's just about it's just about the fact that you know there's just a a lot less investors out there at the moment, a lot less buyers out there at the moment, you know, and the demand, the supply for properties are still even though it's dropped off, it's, it's not, it's not reflected through the demand as much. So I think, I think it's just purely a supply and demand issue. And if you're at the right place at the right time with the right offer, then you can safeguard yourself against any, well, I wouldn't say any, but significant risks in the future. I mean, using my example earlier on, if you're buying you know, at council land value, I, I really don't think you can get a, as as risk less as that, especially since the property is tenanted, and that's what the what the dirt is worth, <laughs> you know, not not the house itself, and you know, okay, the risk could be that if this thing you know gets gets even worse and it just you know becomes significantly, um, you know, more eroding to the economy or globally or whatever it is there is there could definitely be a worse downside but i guess you kind of have to have a look at the upside as well you know if you're buying a a three-bedroom brick house 30ks from 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 a major capital city you know for 220 odd thousand dollars 230 odd thousand dollars you know what what how much okay how much further lower can it go if it does go lower but i think more importantly what what's the upside to that you know, if if this thing is to have like a 12-month or a 24-month run, you know, in in 12 months' time or 24 months' time, you might be able to potentially sell this house just right off the bat and and make make significant money out of it. You know, so I think from an investor's perspective, you just kind of have to look at, you know, as though you're just buying at any other point in time, you have to look at the upside and the downside as well and just kind of make a decision on whether you think, you know, the upside is worth the risk.
1: A lot of people are going through financial hardships right now but it's about making the most of a seller situation and trying to help them out.
0: It's not about just taking pure advantage of of, uh, of sellers that are in really tricky situations. Uh, you know this particular seller that we, we were working with are um, are in a situation where you know letting it go for, letting that property go for, for, for the price that we bought it at still made more sense to them financially than if the bank went in and, and, and closed in on them. Um, and, you know, for them, they would like, you know, this property would have still been sitting around not doing very much had, had, had it not, had we not sort of been negotiating, you know, and, were, and was timely in the sense that we could have, we act quickly, we, we, we didn't stuff around too much on finance conditions or building and pest conditions. Like we made the deal happen for them quickly, which was more of a priority for them rather than, you know, maybe sitting around waiting for three or six months, you know, and hoping for the right price to come along. So, you know, that's what I mean when I say, okay, it's, you know, just be be ready. You know, is what I'm trying to say. Um, if you're financially able to, um, but it, again, if you're in any any situation where you're a little bit unstable, a little bit uncertain, then you know, it, it would probably make more sense for you to just sit it out for now. You know, even though even though there are deals to be done, I think I think the sleep at night factor is probably the most important thing in any of our lives. You know even if we're buying a property even if we're making really good money if you can't sleep at night i think um i think i think there's no point to it at the end of the day so so yeah that's uh, that's that's where i'm at at the moment
1: Property Investor.